Welcome to the Cyber Life Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, five stars, of course, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Cyber Life Podcast. My name is Ken Underhill, your host. In today's episode, I have a very special guest, a world-famous guy, Terry Cutler. Uh, Terry is a hacker, and he loves that term. We're also going to talk about his plan B in this episode, so we'll just keep an eye out for that. Uh, Terry's got a wealth of experience. He's done a lot of different things in security, and then uh, as well as training with certain uh, three-letter agencies that um, I won't bring up, but if he wants to bring them up, uh, I don't want to knock on my door later, so uh, <laughs> I'm not going to bring those up. Terry, do you mind just kind of sharing like how you got into IT and then cybersecurity and what, what sort of was the driving factor? You know, was it you were one of those people growing up that like geeked out on computers or would somebody like say, hey, you should do this? Like what, what was the thing that sort of got you started in all of it? Sure. I mean, uh, I've always been passionate about computers. So I started really geeking out at 10 years old, you know, trying to figure out how, uh, how computers work and how these toys work and, you know, reverse engineer them kind of thing. And I remember when, uh, when my mom brought home the first computer, you know, I was, I was playing Space Quest 2 or Space <laughs> Quest 4, whatever it was there. And uh, the instruction was format C, right? So <laughs> the, the computer arrives on day one. I format the drive on day one and nobody knows what the heck's going on. So I'm like, well, it says in the instructions. So uh, ever since then, I've been passionate about computers. And, um, and uh, in the last couple of years, I worked for a very large software company called Novell. Right? I'm, I'm not sure if okay. you remember no NetWare and yes. GroupWise and all these things. And um, and then I then I started getting inspired by watching shows like CSI and Twenty Four. I'm like, how does Chloe O'Brien break all these systems so fast? And I found out there was actually a course called the Certified Ethical Hacker, where they teach you the same techniques that the bad guys use to break in, except using these skills for good. So um, I had a chance to uh, fly out to Washington, where I got to train with uh, certain agencies who were in my <laughs> class, and we uh, we shared a wealth of information. It was it was fantastic class. And uh, shout out to my instructor, Ralph Achimendia, who's still very active in the, in the community. And um, ever, since, ever since that class, I became so passionate about sharing that knowledge to the general public and businesses on how to keep safe online against hackers. And um, shortly after that, the media started calling me to explain how these hacks are happening on television. And... Uh, and then I started, I started getting a lot of calls for presentations. So I do a lot of stuff in the, uh, in the community for, especially on internet safety for parents and kids. Okay. And, um, at one point it got so crazy that I was going to, I couldn't be in 50 places at once. So I created a course called internet safety university, where it's like everything I know how to protect the general public was put into this course all in layman's terms. So my parents were the guinea pig of this product. <laughs> so if they couldn't figure it out, no one was going to figure it out. Cool. So I had to make sure it was simplified and, um, yeah, ever since then, uh, it's been, you know, helping as much people as possible, providing as much value. And uh, then in 2018, um, I was named number one most influential person in cybersecurity by IFSEC Global. Nice, nice. Yeah, that was a, that was a shocker. I mean, when you see the list of people, like thousands of applicants are, are chosen on this thing, and they're, they're reviewed, and then only the top 20 are selected. And then you're, re you're reassessed against your, your 20 peers of who made the biggest contribution. So, uh, so 2018, I was number one, then I slacked off for a year and then this year I was number 15th. So, so now it's, uh, I need to regain that title. There you go. There's so, the incentive, man. So it's been a long road. I haven't slept in 10 years, man. 
<laughs> you know, well, actually, I'm glad you brought that up, Terry. That that's what it takes, though, right? To be to be you know number one, be at the top. It you you're going to have to sacrifice things like sleep, um, personal life a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the the course you mentioned is that the one you have on uh, Udemy.com? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So for everyone listening, go over there, sign up for that. Um, if you don't know about Udemy.com, courses are pretty cheap on there. So go support Terry. Sign up for that course. Um, let's make him a million bucks. So I want a million that's people it. to sign up for that course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We'll see. We'll see what happens, right? You get like one sale from your grandmother or something. Yeah, uh, appreciate it. But it covers everything. It covers everything from you know what what to expect on the internet. You know, everybody everybody with an email address is a target, right? A lot, I get a lot of companies that are like, oh, I'm a small business. No one's gonna want to hack me. I don't care about this stuff. And and when they get hit with a ransomware, they come screaming and begging to me to help them out. And by then, it's already too late. It's either pay the ransom or restore from backup. Yep. Yep. So. No, and, uh, and you can rest assured, I'm going to share out that link to um, some small business owners that I know of. So um, I'm glad I found out about that. Uh, so you, right now you're, you're running Sciology Labs. Correct. Which, um, my understanding is you kind of do uh, a number of things. You mind just kind of sharing uh, with, you know, of course, we're going to prop you a little bit here without being too salesy, but, <laughs> but you mind just kind of sharing like some of the things you generally do with that. So that way if someone listening is like, oh, I need that. Yeah. So, so Sciology is a, um, a cyber defense firm. We're, we're located here in Canada, in Montreal, and, but we do business worldwide. So I'm actually doing projects in Saudi Arabia at the moment. And um, so there's nowhere that I can't work. I, I can even work from the beach. And um, so we specialize in penetration testing, vulnerability assessments, uh, virtual uh, CISOs. So we can, act, we can act as your accountability partner. So here's all the stuff that's broken in your environment. And we're going we're gonna to push you and get hard on you to make sure that the stuff that we're suggesting is actually implemented. Okay. And, uh, and then I'm also building up a, a managed service so we can monitor your environment um, on a daily basis to make sure everything is set up properly. So, for example, if, if Ken is usually logging in 9 to 5 and all of a sudden now he's logging in at 3 a.m., that's going to that's gonna set a flag off for you to <laughs> investigate. And, and as you should, you should investigate if I'm logging at, the, at that time on your servers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm in the process of also putting together a new offering for smaller businesses. Okay. Um, because whenever we do penetration tests, you know, they're thousands of dollars. Right. And a lot of times they'll think, well, do I really need this? You know, I'll wait. And uh, so now I'm putting together what's called a, a report card. So I can, run in, I can run an audit in your environment, no agents to be installed anywhere. And uh, I provide you a report card. Kind of, I, I call it the cybersecurity blood test. You know when you have that stubborn relative that never wants to see his doctor and you're like, come on, like, you, you, there could be something wrong with you. And he's like, no, I'm fine. So let me just take your blood test. Let me just take your blood, show you the results, and let's just go from there. So it's kind of that equivalent. And then from there, they're like, oh, I didn't know there was 15 admins in my company when there's only two. <laughs> yeah. So we look for all this stuff and help uh, companies, you know, beef up their, their posture. Nice. Now, now that new um, solution, is it a much, I'm assuming it's a much lower price point for small businesses to be able to actually get? Yes. It starts at 197 Oh, that's it. That's all, all the way up to 997 And it includes the, uh, uh, the full report. So a lot of times, like, you know, you get the, uh, say, let's say you went, you went for the $200 one and 197 Well, you're going to get a bunch of machines. Here's all the machines in your environment. And you get A's, B's, C's, D's, and F's. And all the F's obviously have a problem. So it's gonna, there's an index at the back, at the back of the, the document that says what, what each letter is and go fix it yourself. Then in the second one, the, the middle one, which is 497, it provides um, 
your risk score. Here's the likelihood of you getting hacked. Here's some, here's the impact of why things are broken. Like for example, like uh, say I did a dark web scan and I found five uh, employees whose accounts are on the web. Well, that's a high priority for you to change those passwords. So I list all this with recommendations. Okay. And in the full version, which is 997, provides all those other two reports plus a full detailed report on how to fix up your environment. So, and then, and then of course, you know, the, the, a lot of times companies will see this and like, oh my God, this, this reports 300 pages. Uh, what do I do? <laughs> and that's where I can come in on a monthly fee and, and, uh, and fix you guys up. So without giving away, I guess, the secret sauce, um, I'll put it like that. Are there, for the business owners out there, because again, I, we kind of talked before um, we started recording the podcast here, I've got an audience of business owners that listens to this. Are there specific sort of general best practices that they could be looking at implementing today or talking to their employees about? Um, and even for those individuals running like a micro business, right? So we talked about, you know, and we'll talk about this a little later, like a tool called ClickFunnels. Somebody that's running like a one or two person type of operation, are there specific things that they can kind of do to be number one, safer online and number two, that they can do in their business to hopefully keep things a little safer starting today? Sure. Yeah. There's a couple of things. Uh, one of them, which is my biggest pet fee, pet peeve, which is passwords. So many people create such terrible, crappy passwords that can be broken in minutes. So they think that us hackers are trying to crack your password one by one when it's, in fact, it's not true, right? We have, a, we have access to like things like rainbow tables or, or password lists that have millions of passwords on it. That's going to guess the password for us. So we just run the tool, go to bed, wake up. Oh, maybe your password will be cracked. Um, so it's very important to create a strong password. Something that's between 16 and 25 characters long at least. Now, I know, I know what the business owner is going to be thinking. Like, wow, are you crazy? Is this guy nuts? How do you remember a password that long? So if you could think of song lyrics and phrases. For example, I had a great day at work, 2019, exclamation point. All you do is remove the spacing, capitalize each letter of the word, and that password alone will take 10 years to crack. And if you replace the O's with a zero, the A's with that symbol, it'll take like 39 centuries to crack. So imagine some passwords that are like 45 characters long. So phrases and song lyrics are the easiest way. And then you want to also set up what's called two-step verification. This is where uh, you're going to enter your username and password and then and a text message will come to your cell phone with a random code that you also have to enter. And the combination of all three will, will validate who you are. So all services offered a two-step verification, including banks. Nice. Except enroll in it for free. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You have to click the little box most of the time. Um, and some banks require it. So some people are probably familiar with, um, with using that. So you've exactly. got a number of certifications you've acquired over the years. Of course, you've been a, you know, EC Council CEH for a long time. Uh, you've also got things like Metasploit Pro. Other things as well, like Hootsuite Professional. Now, of course, I know what that is. Uh, and I would understand, and I understand the rationale of why you would use something like that. I have to ask the question, which I always ask of people that jump on the podcast, the trifecta, right? The degrees, the certifications, the experience. Is there one of those that you recommend or you kind of recommend people sort of try to get all that stuff? Is there, is there something that when you were sort of coming up, you know, of course you're at the top now, but when you were coming up, was there one of those that was more valuable in your opinion than others? Um, okay. So I stuck with the CH, not only because of the, I mean, the course, the course is debatable, right? I mean, people are like, no, you should take offensive security or the SAN stuff, which is far better than EC Council, which I agree. Some of the stuff is. Uh, 
but the, the certified ethical hacker title is one of the coolest names on the planet. So <laughs> when you're in the elevator with somebody like, what do you do? Oh, I'm a professional hacker. What? Ugh. That's a conversation starter. So that's one of the reasons why I, I, I keep that title. So it, it's a business opportunity right there. Nice. And um, the thing is, I, I take a lot of training, but I don't always have time to certify. And, you know, a lot of people think, well, Terry, you must have, you must have went to university for all this stuff. I dropped out of college. So I have a high school leaving diploma, but I have a, I have a ton of specialized training behind my belt. So um, I try to learn as much as I can. And the reason why you saw Hootsuite there and other social media certifications is because it takes more than just skill to make a name in this industry. You got to be able to, to brand and promote yourself as much as possible. I absolutely agree with that. And I, I talk a lot about that personal branding, you know, instead of yeah. begging for a job, if you brand yourself, right, the jobs beg for you. Exactly. Um, so what's cool about the Hootsuite product is that um, for those of you that don't know, don't know what it is, think of it as a social media command center, a dashboard. And what you can do is you can monitor everybody who's talking about you, or you can actually be looking at what's called streams. So everything that's like has a hashtag small business security or talking about penetration testing or talk about vulnerability assessments. This all shows up in your feed from one dashboard and you can actually interact to those social media sites through this platform. So instead of going to each one individually and messing around, you can actually do it from one place. So when you see some people that are doing it manually, like, wow, Terry, how do you find the time? I'm like, well, I just don't sleep. And in fact, I could do it right from my mobile phone. So, Yeah, and I, and I, I personally love um, Hootsuite. Uh, and and uh, as Terry kind of mentioned and alluded to there, you can also use it for your social media posting. So as an example, I love to repurpose content. So I'll, you know, I'll throw something on LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, throw it on a podcast, whatever. So uh, exactly. it's one of those tools, right? It's just a tool in your, in your arsenal. So that's to speak. it. What's really cool about too, is that you, like you mentioned, you got the, the Hootsuite calendar. So you can, you can actually uh, schedule posts. So if I know on every day on Tuesday, I'm going to be talking about, Internet safety. Well, I could can, I can take all of the content I've used in the past and just schedule them on, on certain days in my calendar. And I know exactly what's going to happen this month or next month. And it's all automated. It's just going to post for me. And I receive a notification if there's a problem. And, uh, and, and away we go. People are like, wow, you're posting so much. But it's all been scheduled. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, cat's out of the bag, right? We, ah, we sure, I should have said that. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have. Now people are going to know, Terry. So... We, we talked uh, before we jumped on the podcast, we talked a little bit. And so uh, you do have a plan B if the cybersecurity thing doesn't work <laughs> out, which obviously it seems like it's working out, right? But you've also worked on a plan B. Do you mind talking about that plan B? It starts with an M. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I, I've been taking up um, magic classes, magic courses on how to, how to do up close illusions and, and card tricks and things like this. And it wasn't too you know, go to like uh, Penn and Teller or any of this stuff. It was more of a, of a hobby because I really love magic. And, um, and magic is kind of like cybersecurity because you don't know how it's done, how the hackers are getting in. You know, there's, there's always like um, uh, misdirection, right? So I'm like, you know what? It actually blends. So I did a couple of magic tricks on, uh, on YouTube. And ironically, at the last event I was at, three random people came up to me. Goes, yeah, I know you from YouTube, that magic <laughs> trick guy. That's <laughs> the first time in years that someone's actually known me for magic. So, um, I mean, so I'm working on another one right now, which is actually fairly difficult. 
Nice. So it's basically pick a card and whatever card you picked and signed will show up in a box next to the table that I've never even touched. Ooh, nice. So, yeah. Man, I can't wait to <laughs> can't wait to see that one. Yeah, I was impressed. I watched I watched your uh, YouTube video a couple of times. So yeah, I'm I'm a fanboy over here. Did you figure uh, it out? <laughs> Did you figure out the trick? No, I, I haven't had a chance. I'm sure I could uh, Google and so many people like put it in slow motion. Like, oh yeah, I'm sure he had in his hand the whole time, but my <laughs> hands were completely uh, open. You know, yeah. They're like oh. at the end of, at the end of that, they must must have spent ten minutes on it. They're like, wow, I you know what? I don't know how you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure I'll figure it out eventually, man. I'll figure it out. I I, ha I have a knack for uh, uh, figuring that stuff out. So I'll just figure out what a course is. That's the easiest way, right? I'll just. I won't hack you in that sense, but I'll hack you in, in that way to figure out what courses you might've taken and then I'll right. go through them. So. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I, you know, the thing is that when I learn these tricks and then I figure out how you actually do it and you're like, really, that's it. <laughs> Some of them like we're very disappointing when you figure out how it's done, but when, but when it's presented well, people freak out. They're really like, wow, how the hell did you do that? <laughs> So are you, are you going to work on any where you like make people disappear? You know, like if we, if we don't like a vendor at a conference, would we be like, Terry, Only if they don't pay out. the bill. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Make sure you pay any invoices to Terry. Or, uh, <laughs> we may make your company disappear. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, in, in a, in a lighter note, uh, what you're doing now for your clients is actually magic, right? In, in a is. sense, right? You're magically making all their problems disappear and, and helping them out. So that's definitely a good thing. Uh, I, I do want you to keep pursuing that. I think that's a really cool thing for conferences. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could just do a whole presentation on magic tricks, right? You know, who oh, really cares sure. if it's tech related at that point? I, I started getting into this. I, I started getting into magic in 2012 on a, on a, on a family trip to uh, Naples, Florida. So I ran into a magician at a, at a restaurant. And uh, ever since then, I've been buying stuff from uh, Tin City Magic, for those of you in Naples. Um, I must have spent over a grand in tricks. I have so much stuff that I, that I haven't even touched yet. <laughs> and it's just so many hours in a day, so. Oh, exactly. But you're, you know, you're definitely putting it to, uh, to good use. Uh, I know that yeah. YouTube video is pretty popular. Yeah. So any, uh, any advice? You know, we've got a pretty broad audience out there. I already talked about business owners, but for the cybersecurity people or the people trying to get into the industry, do you have any advice on sort of things they should be focused on? We talked about branding already, which is, I think, one of the number one things. But is there anything else that you would sort of offer advice-wise out there for somebody that's listening right now? I get that question so many times, and I, and I, and I still haven't figured out the, the full answer to this. But I, I get that question easily once or twice a week from, from viewers and whatever. And I've always planned to do a video on this. But... The, the number one thing is you got to be passionate about what you want to do because they're like, Oh yeah, I want to go in cybersecurity. Well, cybersecurity is so large. There's no way you're going to learn it all. So you got to specialize. Do you want to be a, an ethical hacker? Do you want to be a forensic specialist? Do you want to be a, a policy guy? Do you want to do management, whatever it is? And you gotta, you gotta, yes, it's fine to know a lot or a little bit a lot, but to be really good, you gotta somehow be niched and specialized. So my, my specialty is in penetration testing, but I do have an interest in forensics. So I, 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 work, I used to work for a PI firm that had a full forensics department and, and some of the stuff they do is, that's magic to me because <laughs> stuff that we deleted eight years ago, they're able to pull it back if it hasn't been overwritten, things like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, 
so first of all, I think you got to be passionate in this field because anyone going into cybersecurity or especially ethical hacking, it's not a nine to five job. You're constantly learning. You're constantly uh, looking at um, news groups, you know, customer issues, trying to research, trying to re reproduce the problem. So it, it's very, very time consuming. And the biggest challenge that I'm seeing, and it's very depressing right now in this field, is that a lot of the solutions we're, we're proposing is somewhere between barely working or not working at all, right? Because companies are focusing too much on uh, traditional security. So they're, they're, they're being pitched that, oh yeah, if you have this firewall or this antivirus solution, you're gonna be safe. But once the hacker bypasses your traditional security, there's no detection in place and there's no response plan. So the hacker could be in your system for six to 18 months prior to being detected. And the worst part is it's always a third party person or, or company reporting the breach for you. Hey, you know, our, our, our client's credit cards got hacked and it looks <laughs> like it all came from your environment. And now it's a third party telling you that you've been breached, not your own systems. So it's very expensive to put the, the detection and response pieces in place. Boom. No, or absolutely. if they are doing, or if they are doing detection, it's like they're they're doing log collection, but they're never looking at the logs. And if six months rolls around, oh yeah, we'll look back what happened six months ago. Oh yeah, yeah, it looks like we did have a breach. Okay, well, why didn't you do something on day one? Ah, <laughs> uh, frustrating. No, I I hear you on that, uh, and I actually know some healthcare organizations that I've seen that in practice. Out of yeah, look at all the logs we're getting. Well, that's great. What do they say? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Well, that's it. So, yeah. Um, so you, through your, I'm assuming through your current business, I think this is where you have, so you have some patents issued. Is that just around the technology that you're using or sort of the, the things you're using in that business? No. Without us diving into those. Patents around the name. Oh, okay. Around, okay. around psychology. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. So um, I, 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 I came up with the names, uh, psychology, psychology lab, and psychologist. So think of a biologist, but a psychologist, someone who, who tries to piece together pieces in cyber that's going to help thwart uh, cyber attacks and hackers. Now, do you sell t-shirts? Because I'm sure people listening would want a t-shirt <laughs> that says psychology on it. It's coming. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. When, whenever it does, let me know the link and I'll, I'll share it out. <laughs> you know, what's funny. People ask me, how did you come up with that name? It's so cool. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Bar Rescue. <laughs> you ever watch that show? I watched it one time when it first okay, came out. Okay, so, yeah. so John Taffer, he's this guy who goes in and, and uh, turns around bars, failing bars. And they always talk about, you know, these mixologists and, and, it's, not, and, and it's not, bar is not just a, a way of life, it's a science. I'm like, well, so is cyber. And so is a psychologist. And so I'm like, ah, oh, this is so cool. Bang, trademarked it, trademarked it. That's awesome. <laughs> My biggest problem now is that I, I always come across as Mr. Nice Guy when I'm online. Like the sky's never falling when it is. So people are like, you got to channel your inner Taffer, your inner John Taffer. Get, get real with these guys. You're, your system sucks and this is why you got to fix it. <laughs> you know, and unfortunately, there's, there still would be people that are like, yeah, you know, next week. I'll get, it to, I'll get to it next week. That's exactly it. Um, and we've seen that, right? We, we've seen many of the things we scream about, like passwords. That's stuff we've been screaming about for years. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I touched a nerve there. <laughs> Get rid of passwords. Uh, we, but you know, unfortunately it's here forever, eh? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and we can evolve, you know, with, you know, 
two-factor authentication and stuff, but we still are going to use passwords at some point, uh, no matter how much you scream. Anything else you want to, to kind of bring up on this podcast? Any soapbox items? Any uh, additional Well, I think the biggest or? thing is that people have to understand there's no silver bullet to stop a hacker, right? So if they want in your environment, they're going to they're gonna find a way in. And usually they're not coming after your technology. They're coming after the users. So it's very important that you, you, um, you spend money on awareness training. Get your users up to speed of how the hackers are actually getting in. And so you can actually you know, have your users figure that out that they're being fished because we, I've, I've dealt with customers that lost almost half a million dollars each. And what happened was this, the hackers are actually in the environment and they're monitoring your email. So when, a, when, a, when, a, when an opportunity was showing up, like for, in, my, in one particular case, it was for funding. Um, here's a document assigned so we can transfer the money. The hackers intercepted that transmission, emailed the company back saying, you know, we're having problems with our bank account. Can you please wire the money to our mm-hmm. offshore account? And nobody paid attention to like the misspelt names. Like for example, it would say Ken with two N's or three N's hmm. and um, they mailed the money. They sent the money. And oh my goodness. I'm like, so many red flags. How did you not see this? So that's it. So, I mean, um, going back to the main point, if you want to get into this, this career, it, uh, it, make, it takes more than just skill to make a name. You want to make sure that your personal branding is there. Use some tools leverage the social media channels. Awesome. I think that's uh, great advice. I know you have other things to do today. You're a very busy guy. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to go ahead and cut this off. Really, really appreciate you coming, coming on, well, sharing, uh, sharing your story. I mean, uh, talking about your magic stuff. I, I just, <laughs> like, like I said, when I found that out, I was like, Oh, that's so super cool. I have to bring it up. <laughs> so, uh, you can see that. All, you can see that all on my YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for those listening to this, uh, you'll see in the description area that there will be all the links to Terry's stuff. Um, I'll link to his website as well. That way I don't have to list out every single social media channel because he's on like 986 different uh, <laughs> social media channels. Uh, but we'll just list out his website and go learn more about him, learn more about uh, some of the free stuff he's got out there. I'll also link to your Udemy course as well. Sure. Um, whenever you get t-shirts, let me know and I'll link to that as well. <laughs> you know, did, did you know that there was an EC Council shirt that said "Got Penetrated"? Did you ever see that one? No, I never knew that. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Oh. So I had a copy of it when it first came out, and then and people started bugging me, like, "Is that the front of the shirt or the back of the shirt?" <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Oh goodness! So, yeah. Do they, I'm Fine. assuming they don't still sell that. I don't think they so. No, a little, more, a little more PR these days. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, listen, man, it was, it was definitely a pleasure. I had a, I had a blast on, on this. Episode. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. No, I mean, the, you know, the, the gratitude and, and pleasure is all on this side, man. So Good. Um, I'm going to let you go. And thanks everyone for listening. We, uh, we will see you in the next episode. And if the audience has any more questions, you know, we can always do a part two. So yes, yes. Uh, definitely on LinkedIn post comments. When I post about this episode, post comments in there saying, yes, we want a part two. And we'll talk, we'll talk in depth about uh, magic. And other other stuff too. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Cool. All right. Thanks, Terry.